1: Is sponsored and brought to you by Cabinets HR. At Cabinets HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people while automating HR products and services while providing you access to a dedicated HR business partner. Here at Cabinets HR, we're currently providing employee handbooks and HR policies at no cost to companies with 49 or fewer people in the city of Seattle. This episode of the Jason Cabinets Experience is from the time I was a guest on the ProDev Hot Seat. Hope you enjoy it.
0: Another episode of the ProDev Hot Series. I have a special guest here today, Jason Kavnis. Please correct me if I'm saying that right or right. perfect. Perfect. Thank you. I, I often don't get it right the first time. Thank you for, uh, thank you for that. But we are here with a special guest. Uh, this person, I am not going to lay out all of his bio right here but what i am proud to say that he has served over 25 years as a u.s military officer um uh, for i am prior military myself so it's always a one you know wonderful feeling to sit down with a fellow brother and you know share some of those old stories you know of being back in back in the enlisted days and in your case the officer days uh so well, i was at, i was actually enlisted for the first eight years oh so you know uh, you know yeah, you got I the best know. Of worlds you got the best yeah. of worlds but uh yeah, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so this is always hard for me, right? You got to kind of brag yourself, right? I always have a challenge for <laughs> this, but uh, like, like I got to tell people I'm an INFJ, retired armor officer. So why I say INFJ? For those who do admire Briggs, INFJ, supposedly, if you believe what's on the internet, there's only 1% to 3% of us in the world, right? We're kind of strange, kind of weird, right? Like, like I said, like, I'm an introvert, introvert, but I love to talk in front of people, right? Like yep. I hate networking events unless I'm running
0: it, if it makes any sense, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah. I'm the same way. You can invite. If you don't invite me, I'll be I'll be offended, but I'm probably not going. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I suck at networking unless I'm the one in charge of it. For
0: sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No. So um, tell us about your company, cabinet at HR. Get a, give us a little bit of insight about what that is and what and how you got started.
1: Yeah. So how I got started. So first I'll tell the story how I got started in HR in the Army. So in the Army, HR is called AG, right? people ask time how you get started HR. So this I think it's a funny story. So I was like 18, 19, wasn't doing the best thing in my life. My life was like, you know, pretty sucky, right? And so uh, the recruiter came, you know, I took the ASVAP test and I said, hey, you know, I need to get out of here as soon as I can, right? Because like, I, life's not good for me right here, right? Sure. I took, took the ASVAP test and he said, well, since you want to leave as soon as possible. I have two choices for you. Now, the first choice was to be a pressure repairman. So they showed the video it's like 100 dudes in a hot-ass warehouse, sweaty, like this. And, and I could only go to Fort North Carolina, Fort in Georgia, right? I don't like those choices. What's the second choice? Now, before I tell you the second choice, remember, I'm like 18, 19 years at the time, right? Next one is AG. They saw this video with some, like, pretty decent-looking females. Not air conditioner office, right? <laughs> and I could go to Germany. Like, it wasn't even close, right? Yeah. So I, I picked AG, go to Germany. But, of course, that you know what happens. Get to Germany. Two weeks later, I'm in the field for 45 days. Mm-hmm. And there's only one female in the whole unit, right? Mm-hmm. And then how, then how I got started the startup. So I retired from the army in 2015. I was on LinkedIn trying to find a job. This guy named Mark and reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, Hey, Jason, I see you're trying to find a job and you, and you're leaving the army, but I have a startup called My Unfold. We want to help college graduates, military veterans find jobs, but not doing the using the resumes like doing skills tests. Can we mean impress You tell me how the army's helping you out and others find a job. I'm like, sure, but one question for you. What in the blank is a startup? Like, <laughs> I had no clue. Like, you just can't start a company. I said, a lot, like, all the companies, Amazon, Boeing, they already exist. What are you talking about, right? So, you explained to me, you know, he laughed, saying to me. The light bulb went in my head, like, you never talk about HR. Yeah. He said, no, we don't do HR right now. No light bulb went off. Like, me you seemed like we kind of clicked. Let me join your startup and learn this stuff and do HR for you. And you first said, I know, I don't know really, but you know how we are. Like, I pretty much hired myself, right? I started going to network events, doing those stuff. I pretty much hire myself. So I've learned like social media, business development, sales, all this kind of stuff, right? Uh, and no like, most startups didn't make it. But when it was shutting down, like, man, none of these startups have, have HR. Maybe it's a business I can do, right? And you know, I did the research. According to the Small Business Administration, there's like 49 or fewer people. There's like 5,000, 5 million of those type of companies, right? And just went
0: at it from there, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So before we get into the actual you know, you know, nuts and bolts of your company, I want to talk about, you know, something that a lot of soldiers have to deal with, uh, especially when they're going through that transition of, you know, I'm getting out of the military and now I'm getting into the workforce or the entrepreneurial space. Uh, after being told what to do for so long, how is that transition for you to become a self starter, you know, in your industry?
1: It was. I was. It's pretty good for me, like because being an officer, you pretty much do your stuff on your own. Like I talk about some pockets all the time. A lot of veterans, like it's hard for them, right? Because you, you, in the military, you told what to do, where to go, nine to five, on and on, right? And a lot of veterans, they get out, they still expect to be spoon fed. Yep. and no one's gonna spoon feed you, right? And a lot of veterans have a hard time with that. You know, real hard time. It's I know a lot do right. It's a Ab- challenge.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. You no, know, I was a cook. So, you know, uh, 92 golf, you know, our whole lives were scheduled. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner, cook's mouth, go to the, you know, the motor pool, yeah. MCS get back to breakfast, lunch, dinner. And so that was one of the hardest transitions for me. It was hard for people. Military was, you know, to not have that schedule. And then what am I doing with my time? Yeah. I like
1: and I, yeah. No, and no one's taking care of you. No one's looking out for you, you yep. know? You can't go to your NCO or whoever the case may be or like mentoring. It's
0: like it's you. It's only you. Yep. Yep. There's there's no push-ups to be had if you make a mistake. No. You a mistake, your lights get cut off. You know? Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, to to the reality of the situation. So upon exiting the military, you know, getting into your business, tell us about what was that fork in the road for you to just get started.
1: So I had like after army, I had two post army jobs, right? I had a job as a I had an HR job at Trident Seafoods in Alaska at a, at a seafood plant, sure. And, and I have a job at an HR director at one of the local colleges, right? Mm-hmm. Both were like kind of harbor experiences, right? Like, like example at the at the, the job in Alaska, right? I told myself I'm not gonna be one of those guys who like you know have checklists and run everything blase blase. Like yeah. I'm really going to, like you know to kind of calm down, like you know go to the floor, right? And so like sixty days in, the boss told me, "Hey, Jay, you're doing a great job, but you know we actually need you to slow down a little bit because you know people complaining making look bad." I thought to myself, dude, I'm walking like 30% capacity, right? Like, do you want me to walk like day on, day off, right? It's like, yeah, those kind of things. I mean, in the military, we were like, you know, get stuff done. And lots of civilians are not like that, right? They're just like,
0: go along for the road, so to speak, you know. That, that was the big challenge, the politics of it all, right? Absolutely. So so, what was your spark within just human resources in general? Like, what made you say, this is it for me?
1: Uh, I mean, basically, it's like the only thing I really know. I mean, I've learned a lot since then, but like, I think all companies need HR. A lot of them don't have it. Like a lot of small businesses, they want HR. But like a person like me, that's eighty thousand or more, plus benefits, you know, they can't afford that. Then you have like the HR companies, like ADP, Trinet, uh, Zenefis, Bambi, that give you templates, one size fits all. And like you ask them a question, they might never respond to you. And then the who well, I really want a part of business is the HR consultant, right? Like suppose I'm an HR consultant, they get paid for one to five hundred dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, y'all, y'all hiring me as an HR consultant, right? pay me $300 an hour. I'm going to say, hey, Drake, you need one, two, three, four, five, et cetera, et cetera. You're be like, Jason, I kind of already knew this, so I hired you. When <laughs> are you going to start producing? I'm like, oh, I don't produce. I just, you know, I, I consult you. So yeah, me, it makes no sense. You're going to pay me $300 an hour to tell you what to do? Like, it's kind of, you know, ask backwards, you ask me, but a lot of, I know we're all just some really do good, a good job. I don't think most don't. And I think, I was like, it, you need to get paid what you need to get paid, right? I mm-hmm. think too many HR consultants are like more like, I only get paid $125 an hour and not worry about the value they bring the company, right?
0: Sure. Is it me or was everybody during COVID a consultant?
1: Oh, yeah, everyone. <laughs> everyone, yeah. <laughs> stuff that had no idea, you know, I'm a social media consultant and don't have like a, maybe had like five followers on Instagram or something.
0: Everyone was, everywhere I looked it was consultant, consultant, consultant. And it's like, you want me to pay you X amount of dollars? to tell me something that I can find off of YouTube. Exactly. You know,
1: add add some kind of value, make it worth my time. Like, yeah, I just, I just don't get it right. And what gets me too, especially in a startup, all the time people will say, well, first of all, it's like, there's like 10,000 X, like 10,000 social media companies, 10,000 market company. All of them will say, Hey, pay me $10,000 a month and I'll make your startup better. Like, no.
0: Absolutely. So coming into the game uh, you know, of HR, was there somebody that pulled you to the side, you know, even on your journey, your spark of, of, of developing your company, those startup days, those late, those late hours? Who was that one person that pulled you to the side and kind of gave you some free game on how to get things done? Uh,
1: I want to say a lot of people, right? I mean, there's Nick Hughes for Founders Live, Mark Moreau. I mean, I got a lot of good advice from a lot of people. But of course, on the other side, I got a lot of a lot of bad advice for other people too, right? I mean, all advice is not good advice. And so that's something like I tell founders, like, take everything with a grain of salt, right? Cause like somebody might have the best intentions or whatever, but their advice is from like 1977, right?
0: <laughs> and
1: you have my mind. And basically you gotta go make mistakes, right? I mean, it's you're gonna make a lot of mistakes over and over again. Like as a founder, entrepreneur world, it's like, and it's, it is, it's hard, right? It's like, you know, it sucks sometimes, right? I mean, you're going to hear no all the time, you know, you're going to get kicked in the teeth all the time, you know, but you just got to, yeah, you got to have passion for it, right? You got to believe what you're doing, right? If you don't have passion for it, you're going to quit in six months and you're going to waste a lot of money in those six months.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Where was that? Where was that, I'd say, a light bulb that went off in your head that, that, had, that taught you to reinvest into yourself, reinvest back into the business?
1: Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, I think really... I started reinvesting myself after my second job, right? Okay. It's just a hardware experience. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I, like, I can't work for anyone else. So I gotta, I gotta invest myself. Like, of course, I'm re- a retired owner officer. You know, I definitely have some advantage of other people, right? Like, I have retirement pay coming. It's pretty decent, right? Most of my bills are paid, except for all my business bills. But yeah, I just decided right then, like, I gotta do something else. Like, I can't work for anyone else. i like, I'm the type of person. I'm CR2, right? I can't just sit on the porch and like drink beer all day long. You know, I, I can't do it right. I tried it. I would bash it crazy. Like, I think I'm one of the top of people. Like, what's the saying? I'm going to walk until I'm 10 toes up. I think I'm one of those top people, right? And if you don't reinvest yourself, what, what, you know, you're going to be like lethargic or something, I guess.
0: For sure. You know, I tell the story all the time. Like, I joined the military at 19, train, 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 go to Iraq. Uh, walked on to Eastern Washington University's football team, didn't make the team, got sick for a while, uh, you know, ended up on dialysis for about five years. And one of the hardest things I ever had to do was sit down in front of a resume and fill it out. Like... Yeah,
1: resumes, that's just a, <laughs> such a joke, right? Like I tell people, I mean, you are not to know, you send your resume to 25 people, you get 25 different opinions.
0: Yep. And none of the opinions matter, right? Because none of them are going to be hiring you. Yep. Absolutely. I was a little uh, a little bit of a dinosaur <laughs> when I filled out my resume. I, I thought I was going to have to print out 50 of them and go <laughs> and, and hand out resumes like like Christmas candy. We're old school knocking on doors. Are you hiring? Uh, no, it's it is not like that at all. Can you no. know, talk to us, uh, you know, talk to the audience about how that process has changed over the years? for you being in HR and also being on the other side of it as well.
1: It's changed so much, right? I mean, it's all about networking, right? I mean, like, for example, when I was uh, an HR director at a local college, right? any day, any day, we'd have, like, 20 positions, right? Any position might have at least 200 resumes, right? There's no way we can go to all those resumes, right? Even the ATS, right? And so you click the screen right now. And one thing I'll tell people, like, everyone has a bias, right? So with me, like, if I saw a military veteran, I know I, I took a closer look. Now, we were wrong, if the position needed the best degree, you had a, like a high school diploma, you knew probably could pass me, right? But all in all, if you're a vet, I'm going to give you like an extra benefit, right? Or something, no, or no, when I was a, in a school, in my university, I was a president of the student body my senior year, right? Mm. So I was at student government, that's the extra thing, right? But no one, no one would know that, right? And so, you know, if it was like a friend called, or someone knew, hey, Jason, so-and-so applied for the job, of course, they get an look, extra look, right? Is that fair? Maybe it is. Maybe it's not right. It's just the way the game works, right? So you got, you have to network. You have to go put yourself out there. People have to know what you need. Also, another thing too. Uh, there's nothing wrong with asking for help, right? Everyone wants to help you, but no one's going to help you unless you say it out loud, right? I think too many people have too much ego, too much pride, and yep. don't ask for
0: help. Um, one of the I, I believe you know uh, the most sound advice pieces of advice that I give to candidates coming through our pipeline is, you know, you could be a hard worker. You can have a an extremely you know well-rounded skill set in Salesforce, you know, and and, and 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 you know any you know type of coding software, you know, you can be an excellent salesman. But if you are not adaptable, yeah, adaptable, it does not matter. You know, talk to us about how. How are some of the ways you remain adaptable in the industry of HR? Because it's ever-changing. I, I yeah. believe it changes every few yeah. years, the landscape, how people approach it, you know, whether through technology or LinkedIn, you know, how are some of the ways you're remaining adaptable in this space? I, I, I think the key for me,
1: everyone, like you have to be, you can't have no ego, like you have to have a mindset that you can learn for anyone, right? You can yeah. learn for like, you know, someone with 25 years of HR, uh, someone who's take, taking the first class of HR, like. There's, I mean, you have to learn and be willing to learn over and over again, right? Another thing, like off topic, but, like one of my pet peeves is when people say they're an HR expert or expert in anything, right? Like, are you really an HR expert? Like, in every, everything, like payroll, finance, on and on. And not only are you an expert, so you're me you're, uh, you're like a benefits H- expert in Seattle, Tacoma, Denver, Colorado. Mm-hmm. No, there's no way. Oh, and also leadership, coaching, all that stuff. HR is like really expensive, right? Yep. And so whenever it says, someone said I'm an HR expert, I just like roll my eyes, right? <laughs> now, now there's a few, of them me around, there's a few of them, right? You know, like, like uh, I think his name, David Aldrich, or like the HR guy or whatever, uh, Steve Brown, the VP of uh, this pizza place he's a firm board member. There, there's a few, but like, if you're telling me, if you're like, your LinkedIn profile says uh, HR expert, and then it's, it's, you know, three years as a junior recruiter, come on, guy. Like, are, are you serious right now? Absolutely. Um but you gotta be you gotta go from criticism, be willing to learn new stuff and then you, you have to be realized odds are you most of the time you're gonna be wrong, right? Because HR is just so
0: expansive and so personal. Absolutely. Talk to us about how LinkedIn <laughs> has impacted HR. I think it's impacted a lot, right? I mean, like what other place can
1: someone go on go on a, 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 and say, hey, um, you know, I'm Jason Cabinets, I got laid off. Can someone help me find a job and laid out there, right? Of <laughs> course you gotta be open, like, you know, asking for help. I'm sure some of them get like, get trolled or whatever, you know, because oh, why are you doing this on LinkedIn? You know, you shouldn't be doing it right. And that's, that's the network on LinkedIn is invaluable, right? Like, I tell people, I have a love hate relationship with LinkedIn. I love it, but I hate it because like, the UX thing kind of sucks, right? The stuff they do on there. It's like, sometimes, like, man, the LinkedIn people, are, do you want people to use a platform or you don't, right? That's the mm-hmm. stuff they do on there, right? But that, I mean, that's like the, all the time you see on the time, like, hey, um, my friend Jason got laid off. Here's his resume. And instantly, you see, like, like hundreds of like, comments connected to this person, connected to that person, right? All the time people say, I got a job because of LinkedIn, right? I think it's a force multiplier for finding jobs, networking, fundraising. I mean, I, th- I think it's, it's a pretty good platform. And like when people say, oh, I'm not on LinkedIn, i like, well, you're not trying to find a job, right? Because like, I mean, like, I could be wrong, but I don't know any recruiter who doesn't use LinkedIn in some kind of way, right? Yep. All of them I know. But I mean, weeks. imagine like, you, like someone applies for a job and you go on LinkedIn is not there, like, Dude, you even want a job? Like, what are you doing right now?
0: <laughs> I, you know, I tell people, you know, for every, you know, one hundred friends on LinkedIn, that's probably worth about a thousand on Facebook. Oh, oh, easily, easily, easily. Facebook's such a joke right now. Oh yeah, Facebook is is crazy. Uh, so, man, HR, you know, the future of work <laughs> is always a a hot topic, you know, uh, you know, for a couple months after out of the year, you know, and as we move over into this or move not over, but into this green technology space, talk to us about where you see HR 2030 and, and beyond.
1: I mean, I think like most things, AI is going to have a big part in it, right. Um, and big thing, too, I think some, uh, hopefully I'm right. But like, I like got talk a lot of time, like, you know, with, with HR, there's like I used to call it old HR, new HR, like, oh, not for age, but like mindset, right? So, eight, eight, old HR is like you have an HR person in the office, and someone will say, Hey, do you, do you hear Jason's uh, going to quit out of marketing? I don't care. I, I run an HR, not marketing. Like, are you kidding me? Right? That's your responsibility, right? Sure. Or someone might say, Hey, old HR, Jason's like having a challenge with his manager. He wants to come talk to you, but he can't get them to after 5.30. I got a fork at 4 30. I don't know what to tell him, right? Or, or best case scenario, like you you working in a manufacturer plant, but you, you HR, you never go down there, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: New HR like like the opposite, right? They're like, oh, Jason's marketing is getting ready quick. Let me start, you know, drafting a job description. Let me go talk to him. Like, does he really want to quit or he's just mad for a bit, right? Those kind of things. If you don't manage like, you're on the floor. I don't say every day, but like you're there most days, right? You're talking to people doing that kind of stuff. And another big difference is like for old HR, let's suppose like you have this guy, right? He's your best worker, like by or far your best worker, right? I mean, it's not even close, right? In fact, like 10 years, outdoes everyone. But he misses work for three days. Mm. And, y'all, and y'all have a policy that says, anyone who misses work for three days, i make gets fired. Mm. Our old HR like, yeah, he's got to go. That's the policy, right? New HR can be like, okay, I know that's the policy, but can we at least like research or something? Like figure out what's out, make sure you're not in the hospital. And then even the boss says, hey, you know, I know she have this policy, we're screwing ourselves, right? But the policy is a policy, we got we to gotta fire this guy. New HR is going to say, okay, I understand that. Well, there's nothing saying we can't hire them back the next day, but they keep everything the same, right? And they change this stupid policy. I think New HR just have to be open to new ways of doing things.
0: What about the job? I believe, you know, I have my idea of, you know, what about the job is, is the most difficult. Um, obviously, it can be firing somebody, it can be hiring someone. What about the job to you, you feel like takes the most out of you?
1: It, it, so I'll give a good example. So, so, my first day, I had an HR job at c, c-, c- Football, Alaska. P- they had never had an HR person before there, right? I got there. I make this time, as far as I got there one in the afternoon, my first day there, the plane had like 900 people. There's a line of 100 people out the door to come <laughs> to me to complain. So, that kind of stuff, right? It, it can kind of drain you, right? And like, I might <laughs> like, say this out loud, the problem I probably not say this out loud, but I will. Like, HR, like, you know, any company got to have great company, to build a company. However, comma, a lot of people are not great, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not great. A lot of them just down where a sec, right? They're like, you know, excellent thieves, right? Uh, and all kinds of things with HR, like, like talking about firing, a lot of managers, hey, HR, go fire, you know, Billy Bob. Uh, that's not my job. You're the manager. You know, you ain't paid to do that. I'll, I'll train you. I'll coach you how to do it. But no, that's not my job, right? A lot of, a lot of HR people get hooked into like, you know, the, termination, the termination guy, right? Which isn't right.
0: Absolutely. So give advice to your younger self. You're just starting out your company, knowing what you know now, what have you, what, <laughs> what would you have done differently? Don't, don't do it. Stay on the porch and drink bourbon all day long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For sure. No, nah, it's just a, man, that's, that's a good one. I mean, like basically like, you know, listen, I mean, listen to advice, be more patient. Um, don't trust people. You know, like I trust too much people in the early run. You know, I thought everyone was, you know, had a good heart or had my best interest in heart. And yep. maybe they did, but the advice is like horrible, right? Um, enjoy the process more. Um, this, this probably—I mean, I wouldn't do this, but I would probably tell myself to learn how to code. because being a knocktech tech founder, this tech piece is—I like, kick my butt, you know. I've been through so many tech people. Some of them like nowhere near as good as they thought they were. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, my mom might stole money from me, you know. So probably learn to code. But I tried. I, that's not my skill set, you know. Um. I think that's probably it, right? Actually, you know, definitely be more patient, right? And like, probably, oh, don't, don't chase the shiny objects. So, like, you know, one time this guy I knew had this plan, like, you know, do like some kind of mentoring stuff. So I wasted six months on that because I thought we would get more customers, you know. I wasted another six months doing something else. And that's those kind of things. And then like hiring people too, right? Like, I bought in one, one tech co founder, highly recommended. I saw what he built. Built some great stuff, right? Uh, I paid him some money, bought him up through, up, up through to Seattle. Um, like he was just a flake all the way with capital F, right? Like one time he didn't come over for a week. He told me he was had migraines. I, I mean, I, like I said, I got with him a long time before I did, right? So I wasted time with that. So yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. Mistakes you have to make, unfortunately, oh,
0: yeah. and you have to make them. That's that's the 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 craziest part about being an entrepreneur because. Yeah don't make them early and you make them too late yes having you know six, that's what you know we rule and I talked about that in, ex, in you know extensively about you know you know coming from nothing and building from nothing yeah. is is easy easier than dealing with success exactly you get that first big check or those first couple of big checks and you're like we did it there's almost like a <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's I, when the work just begins.
0: Yeah, you can, you can almost relax, but then you realize that's the time where you got to ramp up more. Yeah, and, the, and this
1: guy, is a good, good point. Like this guy, I mean, I paid him not decent money, but okay money. Imagine if he would have came on when I was like really big, right? I was paying like, like, like real money that he needed, right? Sure. Oh man, like I paid this guy like 200,000 a year mm. and, he, and he flaked out on me, right? And this money's gone, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely something that uh, I had to learn with, uh, you know, not expecting everyone's passion about an idea or a concept to be my, you know, the same as my passion. Yeah. As much as I want to stay up all night, work 24 hours a day on getting it right. You know, I can't expect the next person to carry that same.
1: Yeah. People idea. don't people don't understand. Right. They don't understand. Like no one of my, my, my wife, my kids don't understand. I want a family understands. My friends don't understand.
0: They have no clue. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're retired. Are you crazy? Yep. Yep. They have no clue at all. Right. Yeah. No, if you're not willing to put your marriage on the line, you probably shouldn't be an yeah. entrepreneur yes. uh, because you're going to stress your, 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 your spouse. You're going to, you know, take time away when, you know, is, you need to push a little bit more, or you yeah. need a bit more of it. You know, it's, it's just, it's the inevitable, you know, of, of an entrepreneur. And that's, that's one thing I definitely had to learn is the balance of, of time. So, uh, so I saw joke around sometimes that my wife would rather have me walking men and ways McDonald's than doing this because <laughs> at least I'd be bringing some money in. Oh, if I could be a stay at home dad, my wife would love it, <laughs> would love it. But, uh, you know, I had to explain to her that, would, you know, doing that would drive me crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would. I would be more miserable. You know, you wouldn't like me. You know, after a while, you know, because and not only like, that, you dri- We would
1: drive our wives. They become miserable too with us at the house all the time.
0: Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh, yeah, no, this is a great conversation. I definitely um am learning a lot from you. You know, when it comes to just or or yeah, and being reminded, you know, of of being human as well. You know, because this entrepreneur game is is something different. You know, when you yeah, gotta, when you got to wake up at work and then pay your own bills and then pay, pay payroll, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Right. I yeah. know
1: there's always so much to do, right? Always something you're not doing. Right. There's yep. always something on your priority list you're not doing like, man, this is priority number 21 from I haven't done it in like six weeks. Maybe I should just take it off.
0: For sure. For sure. Uh, any advice to a young, freshly gradu, you know, newly graduating, you know, individual, just getting out of college, because as we know, less than 50% of college graduates actually go into, you know, their market of study. <laughs> uh, you know, any advice to them coming into this new landscape of job hunting and, 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 and recruitment?
1: Yeah. So first of all, everyone's economic situation is different, right? So I got to throw that out there, right? Oh, that, that's different, right? Yep. You, get a, you have to get a job, you have to get a job. Second of all, there's the advice I'm going to give. I'm pretty sure no parent is going to agree with me, right? But if you can, take a year and fuck off. Take a year and go do some fun. Go travel somewhere. Like you know, take a year off and like start a business. Do something. You know, cause you have your whole time to work. Right. If you can, if you can afford it, like just have fun. Like you, you spent four years. You know, some of us maybe spent eighteen years in college. You know, whatever the case may be. You know, <laughs> but like if you can, like I always say, take a gap year. You know, but like yeah, you know, do something. Like if you live your whole life in Seattle. And plus, you have a relative that lives in, like, Atlanta, go to Atlanta for a few months, you know? Um, <laughs> hopefully you have a passport. Go to, you know, Cuba or Panama. And of course, like I said, economic situations are different for everyone you know. And, like, and maybe, you know, maybe you can't fly to Atlanta. Maybe you have to take a Greyhound bus to Atlanta, right? And experiment, right? Like, pose, like you said, only 50% of people get the job in degree, right? If you, like, post your degrees, like we're saying, in like, in, like, I don't know, business. And maybe you want to find out about, you know, social media or, like, painting or what it can be like experiment a year actually you should be experimenting in college all your time right but like like I said I'm sure most parents like don't listen to Jason right get your ass on a job and pay this you know and pay pay off your bills right but like if you can't experiment like you know like you like you know like the days of like working at 35 years one company's all gone right there's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with like having a job for a year quitting get another job for another year right I I think those stats show like if you stay on a job for three or more years you're actually losing money or something like that I think
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, what I tell people is, is don't wait to graduate to look for a job. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. yeah. Most,
0: most of these companies are, are, are looking for experience yeah. and you know, what's between your head. And that's
1: good good one, right? Like so many kids I know,
0: like, um,
1: this, this job is enter entry level, but they want experience. I have no experience. Um, did you, and they're like a graduate like in two weeks. So you never apply for an internship. <laughs> I thought you did that after you graduated, dude. You're, like you're so far behind the power ball right now.
0: Yep. Yep. No. One of the I, we had a candidate come through that I, you know I was I was extremely impressed by her because she realized that sometimes you have to take a job to gain the experience to get the job that you really want. Yep. You know? And that's why I always say you have to be adaptable. Don't think that you're going to start out as a you know in SAS and end in there. <laughs> Uh, you, <laughs> no way, yeah, you know, yeah. You,
1: e- expectation management is definitely a big thing.
0: Yep, yep. You may end up digital programming, digital marketer. You know, you know, your job is, and this in this market, you're you're going to, you're going to move around. You know, yeah. in, in today's age. But
1: uh, Andrea, and I said one more thing. Like whatever job you take, like like suppose I hire you to be a, like an HR clerk, right? Just don't do HR. Like try to find projects. Like hey, go to marketing. Can I do a project for y'all? Like go to different areas. Or hey, what it sells. Can I help you out with this? Like, like make yourself um, indispensable to everyone, right? Yep. Like, learn the whole company. That's not your HR, right? Like, like what's the saying? Like, don't be a great HR person. Be a great business person. Uh, I like, like suppose you work for, like, you know, uh, Jones Towing Company. Don't mm-hmm. become an HR person. Become a Jones Towing person, business person, right? Yep. Whether it's marketing, sales,
0: like, learn the whole business and let people find out who you are. absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason, for being here. Uh, you know, with our quick, rapid-fire questions. You know, for our pro dev hot seat. Uh, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you at? Do you have a website? You're on LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera.
1: Yeah. So the website's uh, at We're actually doing a crowfunder right now, a refunder. That's um, refundercom slash Um I'm on LinkedIn, Jason Cavness. um TikTok, Jason Cabinet, Instagram, Jason Cabinet, Pretty much everywhere. Also, I also have my own podcast called the Jason Cavins Experience. Ruben's been on there. You got to come on too. Absolutely. Uh, basically, it's uh, like, um, I talk to entrepreneurs, other interesting people. I feel like uh, Ruben's been on. I've had a U.S. Olympian, a brain surgeon, uh, the guy who was a photographer, the rock band, Queen. Uh, okay. it's, it's like a long-form podcast. It's um, uh, My shortest one has been an hour and a half. My longest one is four and a half hours. <laughs> uh, I have like five bottles of bourbon here. So people are doing bourbon, that's going to be a lot better time. So. <laughs> you meet a lot of interesting people right Pretty For a sure, good time for sure.
0: for sure no I'm a whiskey guy myself uh, cool. you know, fashion is
1: oh yeah that's where I'm at <laughs> so right across from me so my building is in uh, Pioneer Square the lady who like, has the room across from me she actually has a mobile uh, bartending thing
0: oh okay and
1: she's going to come on and actually show, show people how to make smoke, smoke old fashioned on the podcast next month oh
0: well, wow I will definitely be there yeah <laughs> for sure but thank you. Thank you, Jason, for being here. Thank you for giving us your time. No, thank you. Thank you for giving us your knowledge. Uh, we want to thank all of our viewers out there who are tapping in for the Pro Dev Hot Series. Um, once again, our special, ge- uh, our special guest, Jason Cavness from Cavness, Cavness uh, 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 HR. Cavness HR. You know what's crazy? Like 95% of people pronounce my name Cavness. Oh, no. Like, there's no E in this. It's like, are you, like <laughs> yeah, there's no E in here. I'm glad I got it right. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I got it right. But uh, we're out of here, uh, people. I'm, thank you for tapping in. Thanks for having me, Dre.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Jason Kavnis Experience. Be sure to connect with us across social media at Kavnis HR. Thank you and remember to be great every day.
0: Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You've got to pump it up. Don't you know, pump it up. You got you pumped it up, don't you know, pumped it up. You got you pumped it up, don't you know, pumped it up. You got you pumped it up, don't you know, pumped it up. You got you pumped it up.